guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Paramormal Activity Podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we apologize again for our brief hiatus. <laughs> Baby's life, mm-hmm. moving, career, everything. Just Hopping. a lot of things. A lot of shifts. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of shifts. And we just figured that, you know, we had to take a couple weeks off just to deal with our personal things. We apologize, but, you know, fellow... Parents, moms, you guys understand Mm -hmm. when the babies get sick and all that fun jazz with all personal issues going on, too. So we appreciate you guys bearing with us. Um, We are back tonight with a brand new episode. And I'm excited about this one. The next couple of topics that we chose for the next couple of weeks, we are very excited about. We are in the works of... (laughs) The works we mean <laughs> talking to our husbands and asking which day they could watch the babies so we could stay at our first haunted location and do kind of a I don't know if we're gonna do a live streaming of some sort with this taping to see what's going yeah. on there, but we're gonna document that. So hopefully we could do that within the next couple of weeks. Hopefully but I last through the night. Strength <laughs> <laughs> enough, you won't know what's happening. There right? you go. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so again. We are back, guys, and I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. The more I was looking more, like, researching and digging into what was happening, I was like, eh, this is not that interesting. But, like, then, like, I just found myself, like, I couldn't stop. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait, this actually is interesting. And I've been spending hours here looking at this stuff instead of me thinking (laughs) that it wasn't. (laughs) There you go. That's it. And before we get into Jill's story, you guys know where you can find us again. Instagram, Paramormal Activity Podcast. We are also on Twitter, Paramormal P. Um, a little bit on TikTok as well. Best way to find our up-to-date is on Instagram. And if you just follow us on Spotify as well, you get notified when a new episode is released. Well, anyway, Jill, what's her, I didn't I didn't see this story, so I'm intrigued yes, to see which one you chose. it's a little bit long, so bear with me, guys, Oof. but it's interesting. You know, there was actually quite a few stories, which I picked this one first. The next, I have another good one for next uh, next week. But good. this one I found, it's on Reddit. The user that wrote this, uh, her name is wolfgirl underscore 666 underscore. All right, so this story, uh, she titled it, The Woman in the Mirror. Now, um, okay, so it starts off saying, hi, I'm a 19-year-old female that lives with her grandparents. I have lived here for about a year now, but enough about me. Let's get to the beginning of when everything started happening. So she moved in with her grandparents shortly in the middle of 2020. Uh, I was excited at first, but that all changed. When I first got there, I greeted my grandparents, gave them hugs, and went straight to the guest bedroom, which wasn't really a bedroom, more like a room with exercise equipment and a futon in it. Sounds like what my old guest room used to be like. Not really one. Now it's totally demolished. (laughs) Well, she had a kid. Yeah, now it's a child, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, so she said, I sat my suitcase on the floor next to the futon and was really tired, so I decided to take a nap. I remember having a dream. I was standing in my grandparents' bathroom looking in the mirror, and while I was looking in the mirror, there was a woman, 
She did nothing but stare, not a normal stare, but a stare like she was angry or upset for some reason. And that's when I woke up. So right there, I was like, ooh, that gave me like the chills, you know. So now um, I decided to unpack my stuff because my grandpa had gotten me some drawers to put all my clothes and stuff in. While I was unpacking, mind you, both my bedroom doors were closed. I feel a really cold breeze at first. I think, oh, maybe the window is open or a fan is on, but no. When I checked to see if the window was open, it wasn't. It was closed and locked for that matter. Then I realized I don't have a fan in my room. That's when I began to get the goosebumps. I decided to just ignore it and go back to unpacking my stuff, but that wasn't the best idea. As I began to finish unpacking my things, I felt an ice-cold touch on my arm. I jumped up and looked around, but nothing was there. Nothing. So I just sat down and said to myself, it's an old house and you're just imagining things. I grabbed the last little bit of my things and reached out to put them in the last drawer. But when I did so, the drawer slammed shut right in front of me. So now I'm like, all right, you know, this is getting a little eerie here. So now I stood there in disbelief. I couldn't even move because of how shocked and scared I was. I sat down on the futon and said, maybe I'm just tired still. No, that was a bad idea. I laid down and fell back asleep. I then had the same dream, but this time the woman was even more angry or upset. She reached her hand out and waved. That's when I woke up and woke myself up and said something is not right. I started looking around my room to see if I could find anything that would have possibly been from anybody that was here before my grandparents, but found nothing. I was confused, shocked, scared, and in disbelief that any of this was real. I told my grandparents about it, and they just said nothing. They just stared and laughed like it was a joke. They still do that to this day, which that's tough, like, you know, when nobody's believing you and you're seeing all this stuff. All right, so she said, I used to be a person that wasn't for the whole ghost spirit shit, but now I am. Sorry, guys, pardon my French. (laughs) It um, It became nighttime, and I got hungry, so I went to the kitchen to get some snacks. While I was in the kitchen, I felt as if I was being watched, as if something was there with me. I would keep looking over my shoulder, behind and around me, just to make sure an unwanted somebody wasn't there. Yes, my grandparents have dogs and cats, but you would know when they come around because you could hear them from the pitter-patter of their paws when they walk. Surely enough, it got to the point where I was rushing to get back to the room because I started feeling, the feeling, I started feeling this feeling of being in danger. When I was getting my last snack done and ready to eat, I saw something... A black shadowy thing moved from one side of the kitchen to the other in the corner of my eye. I would have been out. I would have walked out the front door and screamed. But anyway. I would have ran. I I know. Not walked. I would have ran. She said, I grabbed all my food and ran into my room, slamming the door shut behind me. I sat on the futon, turned the TV on. I watched funny stuff just to get my mind off of what happened. Shortly after I was done eating, I had to use the bathroom. So I paused my show and went to the bathroom. When I was done, I went to wash my hands. And mind you, my grandparents have a mirror above the sink. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) (sighs) So I turned the water on and put soap in my hand. And that's when the feeling of being watched came upon me again. That feeling terrified me. But I just ignored it and continued to wash my hands. I decided that brushing my teeth while I was in there before bed would be a good idea, which that usually is. So I turned around, grabbed my toothbrush and toothpaste. But when I turned back around, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was the same woman standing behind me. Oh, this is where I get the chills. In the mirror, the same woman from my dreams. She was just standing there. But this time I could tell she was angry. She had an old school, I don't know, 80s, maybe 90s dress on. It was ripped. 
had holes dirty and bloody. It looked as if she had been beaten or worse and then buried or left in the dirt. She had long black hair on half of her head, but the other half of her head looked like her hair was ripped off. She had broken teeth and no eyes, as well as deep cuts and bruises on her face. This terrified me so bad that I dropped everything and ran back to my room. That night, I just cried myself to sleep, wishing I had never seen or experienced anything I did that day. Still to this day, I see her in every dream, except she is not in the mirror. She is usually standing off to the side in a dark or shaded area, just watching and waving, sometimes even smiling with an angry look and pointing at me. I wish I never came here, and I wish this woman would leave me alone. Every that's, dream she's having that, that's she's, what she's saying, yeah, but now it's like she's not in the mirror. She's in the corner of the every room. Every dream, I mean, if this is every single night yeah. I'm seeing this, I would definitely. She definitely get, has to reach out to Yeah, I would somebody. definitely reach yeah. out from help. I mean, this is. Even the have the house like, cleansed or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't something. know. I don't know either. That just gives me oh, the heebie Gives me the chills and a half when I was reading that story. Seriously, I just feel for I feel for that poor girl. Right? I mean, yeah. Imagine that every single dream, like the poor thing, probably just wants to keep herself awake all the time so that she doesn't have to keep going through. You know. Listen, I think you know. A lot of people yeah. that are into the paranormal have felt that way at yeah. some point. Like, oh my god, like what am I gonna see? You know, where what's gonna happen exactly. to me? You know, well, like when I see, when you see like something scary, like yeah. scary movie or something. Like I just remember, like when I was younger, like watching the ring. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, I don't even know. I was so young when it first came out. Like, I was, like, in middle school. I just remember staring at, like, the TV being like, I know you're going to turn on. I know you're going to turn on. (laughs) That (laughs) movie traumatized me as a kid. Yeah, like, back then. Yeah. I can't imagine. Oh, my God, the poor thing. Oh, God. Uh, And, like, the mirror, like, when you close the mirror. Every time I close that mirror and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I, like, literally stop. I pause and I'm like, okay, something's going to pop out. Like. Oh, I hate that feeling. I always know in this in horror movies too. Yep, it's always that, something exactly in the mirror. That's exactly what yeah. you see. It's terrible. I it's, always close my eyes. It's like, come on, get another scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, we're back into this even. Yeah. Scarier case mm-hmm. than poor Wolf Girl. I know. Um, this week, guys, we are discussing the haunting of the Smurl haunting. Which I never even heard of until Jill brought to my attention. Yeah, a little investigation. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I actually, you know, I realized how much I love doing these investigations. Yeah. You know, this week, oh, I mean, we're we're on Long Island, guys. So the Gabby Petito case is like hitting us very hard. That the whole situation is just tragic. But it's just been such an addictive case, just to diverge and you know, oh, just yeah. to dig yourself right into and oh i feel for it we could do a whole episode honestly on the gabby petito case even though it's not paranormal if you guys would be interested yeah. um definitely let us know about that there's just so much that this goes into this story oh it's all it's this oh, i can't even yeah. i can't even fathom but let, let me just say last night when they came on the FBI announced that, you know, th- those are most likely her remains. Ugh. I just wanted to hug the crap out of Shar. I was just, I yeah. wanted to. It's just, it's terrible. It's just, uh, I can't even imagine what her family's going through. No, that I can't. I can't even. It's a, every Definitely. parent's worst nightmare. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I can't a thousand, even. a thousand and ten percent. Uh, makes my heart hurts just for But then we can also, you know, look into these cases too and the kind yeah. of like pick apart, you know, I wish we yeah. had more information. Such as, you know, where has such like a big community that's like digging into mm-hmm. 
like say for example like Gabby Petito like oh I'm in like five Facebook groups I'm in Reddit groups like I'm acting like I'm the damn detective on this case on that case like you know I wish yeah. we imagine that we had that for every one of these hauntings the information we would find oh no, you're 100 percent right it would be insane but this week guys we are discussing the Smurl haunting this haunting is another Ed and Lorraine case um of course if you guys have been with us we Love speaking about the Warrens, um, paranormal investigator and psychic power couple. Um, but this case was not one of their most famous ones. It's still a very interesting case nonetheless regarding a religious family in West Pittston, Pennsylvania. So from 1974 to 1987, the Smurls claimed they were at the mercy of ghosts. This story involves journalists, demonologists, and the Roman Catholic Church. And, you know, this, this case hit home because it is a family dealing with yeah. potential paranormal issues. Definitely hit home. It involves a lovely couple, as do most of our stories. Of Their name is Jack and Janet Smurls, and they had um, children. They were the typical family in the 1970s and 1980s. Everyone wanted to be them. Everyone yeah. loved them. Everyone respected them. Jack at the time was 44, and I don't think his wife was further off. Um, I wasn't able to find Janet's age, but they did have twin daughters at the time, Dawn and Shannon, that were 17, and their daughter, Karen, who was under 10. And again, I mean, Jack was involved heavily in his daughter's lives. He was always at their, you know, um, their sports games. He was in touch with everybody. Everyone knew who he was. He was everyone's friend. Um, you know, it just doesn't seem like the type of family that would kind of lie about things, but no, you, just, exactly. you never know. But the, the, the Smurl family, they moved to a double block house on Chase Street in West Pittston in August of 1986. Um, they were frequent churchgoers. They were known as pillars of the community. They were very involved in, in everything pretty much that the town had to offer. And, um... They had, of course, this is, you know, once the media, mm-hmm. once cases like, like this become popular, this is kind of like when you start to question how accurate, you know, these cases are, these hauntings are. But um, their version of the haunting was a subject of a 1986 paperback book called The Haunted and a 1991 made-for-TV movie of the same name, which was released by 20th Century Fox. Um, so let's get into it. Um, you know, they were, of course, the family of the year, every year, everyone wanted to be them. Then, you know, something was about to change. I don't know if people will want to be them after this. this, Like you said, this wouldn't be expecting of that family. No, no, no. Odd occurrences started happening, of course, but nothing threatening at the time. First, it started as toilets started flushing all by themselves along with household electrical items just shutting down. To me, that's just a nuisance. The toilet <laughs> would definitely scare me if I'm, like, laying in bed, I'm hearing that flush over and over oh, and yeah. over again. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even, uh, yeah, I wouldn't step foot in my bathroom again. <laughs> I would have to uh, sell the yeah, house. Right? The, the Smurls, of course, you know, they disregard these occurrences. They thought maybe there was an issue with plumbing or simply a wiring issue. You know, you're looking at, like, you know, these 70s and the 80s, like, I feel like back then they would have, you know, more issues. They're not as advanced as we are today. No, that's true. 
But yeah, that that had to be creepy. Like you said, if you're sleeping in the middle of the night and you hear the toilet just flushing. Mm, yeah, no, no, no thank way. you. <laughs> but then, um, actually, you know what that happened to me when I was staying in Vegas recently? Did that really? Yeah, and I was like, what is that? I, I woke up, I'm like, what is that sound? And I was just like making that flushing sound over and over again. And like the bathroom was kind of further away from like the bed. So I was like, you know, I had to like figure that out. Ugh, my Ugh, God, no way. Not, yeah, it was kind of annoying, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but not as annoying as that 31 hour flight home but <laughs> it was up there <laughs> but um of course things get weirder after the electrical and plumbing issues started occurring them um, knocking on doors occurred on walls um and this these would happen in patterns of threes which is usually a demonic spirit mocking the holy trinity that's usually what's believed that to be you know, listen, knock on my door, do it twice. Don't do it three times, please. <laughs> yeah, my God, please don't. Another thing that, you know, is usually showing a sign of a demonic infestation is terrible odors arising out of nowhere. That's what they also complained was happening shortly after that. Um, but, you know, of course, this can be said due to the house being older, that it was just, you know, settling or due to an animal trapped somewhere, you know, um, Maybe that was the cause of foul odors. They weren't, you know, they they weren't at first to be like, oh, yes, we're definitely being haunted. Oh, my God. Like me, I think I hear my name being called. I'm like, oh, my God, call the priest. You know, like that's <laughs> that's me. I'll take out the sage. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm more jumpy during, you know, situations like that. But a lot of people aren't. Yeah, they're just trying to find, like, okay, yeah. explanations and for and why And this is when I think, yeah. you know, like the, the ghosts, like they try to try a little bit hard to get your attention because yeah. you're not really buying it exactly but um but you know of course things get physical because that's just what's going to happen after that claw marks starting to mysteriously appear on the walls of the smurl house um shadow apparitions would materialize from walls with a ceiling family members were levitated and of course Ugh. this always happens but it breaks my heart a German Shepherd was thrown against the wall. The poor I puppy. I hate that I can't with the poor animals. I know. Like, just leave the damn right? animals alone. It's not that hard. Even really in movies, isn't. man. Why do they have to always... Ugh, why do they have to always harm the dogs or that? It, like, it kills me. I know. No, it really does. Sometimes uh, I shut them the off. The Conjuring I can't Sadie, that's always going to ring... That's nope. always going to, like, be Don't like even the, bring that uh, up right now. Seriously. Oh, sorry, we just went off on a tangent there, but... Oh, save hurts the animals. my heart. Save the animals. Yeah, save them. <laughs> oh my God! And this 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 part terrifies me. Jack claims that he was once um he was once praying with rosemary rose oh my God rosemary rosemary <laughs> beads, and um a demon dragged him from his bed and was like, "Uh, oh, you stop doing that right now, pretty much." Oh, they. And then this is like, uh Yeah, this is. Tough. Yeah, I don't know. I I think people maybe take things too far. I don't know, but the Janet and Jack and Janet started to become sexually assaulted by the demons. I don't know how yeah, deep that happened. You know, it was but you know, they claimed to have been Ugh. molested by <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> about it but i i just i don't know, no, I they, know. sometimes it's you I don't just, know how I just much feel like that's like that statement yeah it's like okay we believed you you don't have to get crazy but I yeah hope, i hope to god though that that really didn't happen yeah i hope that not trying either. to make fun of them if that did happen it's just such a it's just i know I, these these ghosts just have no boundaries i guess i don't know 
<laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, it's not Jill. Funny. It's not the way you said it. I'm I sorry. know. Stop it's it. just no. That's it. Ugh. We can't be together. We have to be separated. That's for this it. Episode. Oh, no, separate me. me from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, um, this, yeah. Of course, after that, you know, happening, um, the Smurls ended up reaching out to the Catholic Church and asked for an exorcism, which the Catholic Church refused. They then become frantic and desperate. And, of course, this is always what happens. They yep. reach out to the press, which resulted in a nonstop media circus. Oh, yeah. Think of all the people now that are bombarding around. And here comes the Warrens. <laughs> as soon as it gets in the media, they're like, okay, let me try this. Let me see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1986, a family brought in a pair of demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And according to Mr. Ed himself, the demon inhabited the Smurls' home was very powerful. It shook mirrors and furniture, and um, he claims this happened after they tried to persuade to leave by playing religious music and praying. Warren, um, Ed claims he felt a drop in temperature and that he saw a dark mass form in the home. And the demon once left a message on a mirror telling him to get out. They were there for a couple of months, and Ed allegedly, um, he said that he had a number of audio tapes that con- contained knocking and rapping um, caused by the demon. But, um, you know, Jeez. I-, I-, I wasn't able to find any of that. Mm-hmm. But he does, well, the Warrens do come together, and they do end up um, claiming that there was a fact a demon in that house that was haunting them. So not even spirits, but but a demon. And I, yeah. Um, you know, he claims, Ed claims that those videotapes and audio tapes that he did take, that he um, did hand them over to the Catholic Church. And, um, hand over to the Catholic Church. And then he, he ended up did getting Father Robert McKenna to perform three exorcisms. I could speak, right? (laughs) Exorcisms. All right. Sorry, guys. Of course, you know, I can't read my notes half the time. It's (laughs) terrible when you're you're researching and typing fast and, you know, dealing dealing with screaming children. But um, anyway, uh, back back to ghosts and demons. Um, the (laughs) The third time was a charm that worked. So they performed three exorcisms. The third one is the one that worked. But the Smurls claimed it came back, so it, didn't, it wasn't a permanent fix. Mm-hmm. And that they finally moved in 1989 after 15 years of abuse. That's a long time to take abuse. I don't know, 15 years. I'm yeah, no, I definitely agree. You know, so the, of course there's speculation that this was a hoax. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warrens were interviewed by the media a decade Later, the um, the, the decoded past contacted the Catholic Diocese of Scranton, who then said that they were never given these audio tapes or videotapes that we were just discussing that mm-hmm. Mr. Ed Warren had. They, they just never received them. So that would make sense as to why they were getting denied an exorcism, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely, I mean, if I was a Smurls, I would go back and be like, homeboy. Oh, yeah. Did you not provide them? Yeah, which, like you said, then that kind of goes hand in hand with why they couldn't get anyone to go there. Seriously. Um, and there was also 
believed that the foul stench that was um, coming in the house was possibly due to a cracked sewer pipe near the home. Okay. That will do it. That could definitely there was cause evidence some found of that near the home. Um, but in the end, the Scranton um, Catholic Diocese they did investigate the house. Eventually, um, Father Trebold was their representative, and um, he worked with the Warrens up until the time that 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 he discovered. He states this. He says they weren't. They weren't sincere. They were not what they purported to be, and they were give, given to sensualization, sensationalizing. Sorry, I can't read that word. <laughs> he chuckled when explaining that when he was that, that when he went to one of his lectures, they saw him and toned down their act, so he wore disguises when he went to their future talks. That's interesting. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, but. Trebold, he ends up siding with the family, the Smurls, and he believes that something did occur in the house, but he can't say if it was demonic. And, you know, um, that goes to show that now the Catholic Church is recognizing that there's something exactly in the home. Something unwanted, whether... Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, he, and Jack later on goes to say that he had, he told the newspaper report that he had Surgery to move water from his brain in 1983 um, because he has been experiencing short-term memory loss due to a case of meningitis in his youth. So, you know, he could have been having issues that have been maybe causing him to hallucinate. Definitely something could be related to that, but if the other members... I don't know, but more facts on this case that are interesting are going to kind of like... I felt like what was like really like dig... in my interest when I was like researching this case was there was a lot of okay this happens but then this happens you know like mm-hmm. ooh ah yeah. okay I'm back to here believing that okay this didn't happen now I'm back to here thinking oh possibly it did like, I know just, this case is crazy. like uh... yeah he said she said I don't know hot potato uh, he said she said like hot potato type yeah. of situation but yeah in 2017 Jack Smurl ends up dying at the age of 75 Due to a battle of diabetes. And then the youngest daughter, Karen, um, now who's roughly 38 years old, works as a social worker. And she's occasionally a paranormal investigator. She said that what happened to her family inspired her to pursue paranormal investigation and help others who had similar experiences. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that has me thinking, like, you know, because I don't know many social workers that do believe in the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Not that they can't, but I just... They're more, they tend to be more rationalization. No, I know what you're saying, people. Yeah. Not, I'm not, you know, yeah. grouping them all up and saying that I'm believing it, but I'm just saying, at least the ones from my experience. Yeah. So I find that very interesting, you know, and I also find it very interesting that she, you know, that she's, you know, became a paranormal investigator, you know, as an adult yeah. after... What happened? I mean, she goes based on her childhood and what she saw. I mean, she was roughly 10 years old when this So she definitely, you know, that's why there's definitely a level of truth to what happened here. Because let's face it. A a thousand percent, you know. I I don't, maybe not everything that Jack was saying because, you know, he ended up having, you know, some health questionable health issues. But definitely something was going on there. No, it's true. 
And it is, like you said, it's pretty cool that now she'll help people. Because, you know, I mean, let's face it, being a social worker, too. If she has children that need help, that are seeing things, if the family doesn't believe them, it's good to have somebody that you can talk to. Yeah, and you always just want to pay it forward. That's just, you know. Definitely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it's kind of a situation that's, you know, not so easy to... Like say how haunted this mm-hmm. situation was, but I definitely think it was. I, I yeah, I, I think it was. Haunted, I feel for them. Maybe not every single situation that they described occurred, or it was for another reason. Like maybe the smell was, like they said, the cracked sewer pipe. Yeah, you know, you know, certain things could have an explanation for it. But then I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were. You know, there's, there's always in this type of field, you're always going to be looking for things exactly. to debunk. Yeah, that's just how it is, because you know. It's true. Many things can be debunked easily. Mm-hmm. You know, you want everything being reported to be credible. So you don't want, you know, any of this. And it's like, hard you don't because want anything to, yeah. to come back and make it look bad, you know, so. Yeah. And people, if they don't experience it themselves, it's hard for them to sometimes, for some people to believe it. You know? Yeah, so they 100% just try to come for, up with for something. For them to be able yeah. to relate, so. Definitely. <sighs> wow. Now, have you seen the movie The Haunted or no? I- um, I started it. I don't. I have to watch it. I I started honestly. I don't have much time now for TV. I know. I feel like the for movies. I just. I. I just don't. It's just. It's, and when I, I finally start do scary movies, I put it on and I. I fall asleep. Yeah, now. You, I can't. You're stay terrible. Awake. I'm the worst. Melissa knows. It's a, I hit it's the couch. And it's out. You watch a show finally. That you know, <laughs> if I do get around to watching a show, like I'm saying right now, I don't have time for stuff. I usually don't. Takes I like don't, but if I start watching year. something that I become addicted to, mm-hmm. it's a problem. I can't function. I got to sit there and watch. Yep. You know, um, I, I don't really have much that I watch regularly, but once, like, maybe once every couple of months, I'll find, like, a show like like um, Mayor of East Town, you know. I'm finally That watching. just captivates me, which even though it has nothing to do with being anything to do with paranormal, but it was really, really, really good. Yeah. This one over here is trying to start a conversation. About it. I'm like, listen, homegirl, I saw this. <laughs> You're like, wait, I don't even know. Six remember. months ago. I don't even know what the hell happened. Well, maybe not six months ago, but I'm like, I, I don't even know. It's fine. I, I don't even asleep. know what happens to me on a daily basis. You want me to go back now months later and be like, okay, yeah, what's the cipher? You're lucky if episode? I know what I did today. I don't even know if I do know what I did today. <laughs> I don't even know how the hell I got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's like coming down to. Oh, Jesus. God, guys. Oh, bless us. Yeah, for real. Anyway, guys. We are back. We thank you guys so much for joining the ride with us. Um, again, spooky season is amongst us. So we have a mm. bunch of new episodes that we're releasing that are really interesting. That definitely have given me the heebie-jeebies. Can't wait to get those out to you guys. And again, always find us on Spotify at Paranormal Activity Podcast. Our Instagram is Paranormal Activity Podcast. Twitter, Paramormal P, pretty much everything's yeah. Paramormal <laughs> Activity Podcast. There you go. Yeah, but let us know what you guys, if you guys, you know, have any cases you specifically want us to dive into. Yeah. we love to hear from you. And that's pretty much it, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, see you then.